Candace party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't spill your boom, drink, don't drop boom, it. Boom, 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 Welcome to Candice Party. It's not a podcast. It's an intimate get-together. Oh, no, we're going to start this over. You're going to put a crackly sound effect on it. It's going to be the 40s. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to put a sound see, effect over it. I was thinking it, but... Disney Fast Play the way he said that one. Disney Fast Play. No, it's going to be the 40s. Okay, okay you want to do the 40s? Option. Okay, I can get a little more 40s. Let's the enemy the... of the platypus is man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... Candace party. Now, is this the 40s or are you doing like that Charlie the Unicorn guy? No, I think he's doing Aladdin from when we saw Aladdin on Broadway. He was proud of your boy. Proud of your boy. I'll make you proud of your boy. No, that was Nathan Lane being the guy. Proud of your boy. Those are different to me. I know those sounded the same impression wise, but I can see what's happening. They don't have a clue. They'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line. Not trios down to two. This is a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. Death? Is that anything like death? Anyway, it's Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast where we have a bracket. That's number one on the list, is we have a bracket where we will determine what is the best. That's a big part of it, is that we've got this bracket, and me and my calculations will determine which one is the best episode, what song is the best song, what quote is the best as well as, I've switched my voices, as well as... Can you say let's all go to Miniva? Let's st- all go to Miniva. Good. <sighs> Fantastic. Let's all rent a minivan. This let's is a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast where we see- seek out, sought where out, we... search out, where we try to prove once Articulate and for all that... Articulate our feelings <laughs> and thoughts. <laughs> but the and Ferb is a show uh, for people of all ages. <sighs> okay, I thought you were just going to end with Phineas and Ferb as a <laughs> we show. We should start over. Now it's the 50s. Hey, this is Wolfman hey, Jack. Hey, Wolfman Jack, it's no, me, well, Jack that the guy Ripper. You were? <laughs> Sorry, who's that guy you were in Greece? Oh, Vince I was Fontaine? the main brain Vince Fontaine. Johnny. Yeah, do it, no. do it like that. Oh, well, I just did this, which I did before. I just did sort of, it's the main brain Vince Fontaine. Well, we wrap your mit- fur, but rhyming. Okay, uh, wrap your mittens around your kittens and away we go. That was just, that's a yeah, line that's from Greece. Line from Greece. Okay, fine, well, you want perfect. me to do for me? That's so good, though. Because of today's Get a episode. noun and a verb. It's Phineas asked. and Ferb. Ooh, I'll take a noun, please. I'd like to buy a vowel. And You're out of cash. It's me, Pat Sajak. Pat, he doesn't hi. Talk like that. Yes? Hi, Pat. Hello, Pat. Hi. It's good to see you again, Pat. No, I'm not Pat. <laughs> no, you're on the wheel. Yes. What <laughs> Spin that wheel. Oh, what's <laughs> the Spanish word for wheel? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Ryan, what's the Spanish word for wheel? Spanish word for wheel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, I, I no do idea. not have wheels. Okay. Well, know. that's good. That's from this episode. I know, and so is Greece. We so, start thank over. you. This word. is nothing. This no, this is, is great. nothing. Listen, no, uh, this in order nothing. to determine uh, Rueda, Rueda de Fortune. I know someone with the, or is it spelled R-U-E-D-A? Yeah. I knew someone with the last name or Rueda. Oh, oh well, look at that. Their name means wheel. All right. So, Listen, in order to show that Phineas and Ferb is for everybody, people of all ages, boys and girls, the gender non-binary, and of course adults, uh, we love to prove that. The fifth gender. Adults. <laughs> I just remembered what I never said in the other episode. Go on. <laughs> what? what? I was going to say in the last episode that the smile reformatory 
um, made me think of in the Fairly Odd Parents special uh, "Schools Out." Yeah, when they have that. Uh, that, that the camp. laughatorium or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I thought of. The g- Happy so. Pappy Gary. In case and happy anyone was wondering Pappy. from our last episode, that sentence I never finished. That's great, yeah, champ. Yeah, great content. Oy. Go on. So we, we, we ask a very adult question about Phineas and Ferb. We treat it very seriously. And I've gotten too religious with the last couple of ones. I've gotten very mm-hmm. theological mm-hmm. the last couple of questions. I did He's one where I'm taking a class down at the rec center. I've been taking a class down at the Y. You swim and you ask God questions. <laughs> Like, why do I exist? And why MCA? And why am I swimming? But um, please ask the question. Okay. I want, we I want to start die. over. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. I quit. You, Which no. Phineas? This is this is throwing a deck chair off the Titanic. This no, is, come on, come on. We're we're not even five minutes in. Let's go. Let's it feels go. like eighty four like years. The first time. No one go knows on. what that is. Yeah, you're not you're not really jazzing up the kids, Molly. Jesus Did someone Christ. say jazz? Ryan's been doing a character that he calls a jazz singer, but she doesn't really seem to. There's sing. no music behind me. <laughs> you know, if there was music behind me, you would know. No, please, <laughs> Molly, give me a saucy jazz beat. Danny, I'm gonna need you to feed the words into my in ear so I know it's. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. a tat tat. tat I'm a jazz cat. I'm a jazz cat. I love crime. And I love crime. Don't drop a dime. Don't drop a dime. No one's tuning in for this. No. So what's the question? Start over. Jeepers, Eddie. From the top. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Cal. You don't remember the name of the show? <laughs> I, I, you, I just thought you could fix it in post. <laughs> What's the question, Danny? Okay. Which Phineas and Ferb character... <laughs> which Phineas and Ferb character will, at some point, um, go to counseling for a serious addiction? Addiction. It doesn't have to be addiction. something sad. It doesn't have to be drugs. could be a video game. could be spending too much time on the Candace. Smurf... Well, Spends her entire to life busting. To, to busting. Mm, Bustin makes me feel good. Bustin makes me feel good. A great song by Neil Cesariga. But also a line in Ghostbusters. Well, by Ray Parker Jr. But it's a great song. Ray Parker Jr. is one of the most handsome men I've ever looked at. Anyway, <laughs> um, a young Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> just what a random take to have. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember what. I feel like we've addressed this in some way, but I think Linda or Lawrence for um, obsessive antiquing. Um, collecting and hoarding is a real I'm gonna problem. I'm going to go out on a big old limb and say we've never addressed that here on I'm going to go out here on a limb and say you have an antiquing nemesis. I do have an antiquing nemesis. I'm going to go out here on a limb and say you're projecting I... because they seem very organized with their antiques. For now, till they're filling the void when their children all move out. Okay, let's start over. We're all gonna have an accent. <laughs> we, we're, we can't all commit to one accent for the whole episode. We, we're gonna start doing that. the other person's accent. When yeah. I'm British for five seconds, you turn British. That's, That's not facts. true. That was well, it was Australian. What? A, what, 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 what? Give it a minute. I'll turn British. <laughs> Tell you what, I Molly, what accent do you want to have? Fine, we'll do. No, we'll we'll play no, your little I game. I was saying we were all gonna have the same one because we were all talking in a southern accent. <laughs> oh, all right. Three seconds ago. Okay, fine. Everybody, oh, you're really astute with your fake glasses on. He's still wearing them. He's still wearing them. Three weeks later. Three weeks later, and he's still wearing them. You have a tan line. It's winter. Go on. I'm snow blind. So, um, addiction? (laughs) 
You two are supposed to come up with the answers. I'm Your thinking, answer was I'm antiques. Thinking. Well, I'm Candace. She's addicted to busting. Yeah, and that's we'll a perfectly acceptable answer. Perfect that exemplification so in this episode. You know, I feel like we got to dig deeper. Find out who you are. You I think Baljeet has an obsessive personality. Well, that's the thing. There's everyone in the show is a little obsessive. I feel like, except maybe Buford. But of course. <laughs> See, that's a great Lumiere. Um, Try the grave though. It's the lid. Don't believe me. I, Ask them dishes. With you two, I, I, I'm. Then why do you host a podcast my, with us? I'm announcing my resignation. Fine. Cut the mic. Um. I knew. I don't know. Free. Who else would have an addiction? I mean, I would say Phineas and Ferb. To some level, they got to do something every day. And they, it's mm. always, they're always trying to get a bigger and bigger. Stride. You saw that struggle they had on their do nothing day. You know my dear friend Mike. He has the worst. I don't want to hear about. He that. has Phineas and Ferb disease. Is what he has. Is every day it has to be something. But he's a normal human man. So every day he can't like construct a roller coaster. It's just you come over to his place and it's like okay, we're all gonna sit down and talk and have a nice time. Maybe maybe have a a nice glass of wine, right? No, he. Twenty minutes in, he's always like, "Come on, we got to get up. We got to go on an adventure. It's we got to do something." It's awkward because it's always at gunpoint. It's always at gunpoint, and he's always just like, "Come on, we got to walk around. We got to do something." Oh, I mean, you know, maybe Irving, mm. because I don't know that he it, needs some kind of counseling. He needs counseling. I don't know if he's addicted to anything, but he. I mean, you know, it's we all know what we're saying. Yeah, you yeah. gotta leave the busting to us. You gotta leave the that lady. To us. This lady in this episode, she needs Lulu, she's she's unwell. Yeah, but bonkers. Lulu busting Jones. I mean, Doof is addicted to trying to make an aiders. He's Harry definitely got platypus? an aider problem. No, but I here's the thing: not to spoil the show, but if you get to like Milo Murphy's law time, he gives it up at some point. Like he's yeah, done. But. Maybe he, that's after excessive counseling. He turned in his gun and his badge because he was a loose cannon. He was getting too old for this stuff. Mm. He was getting too old for this stuff. Um, yeah, I guess the answer would, would be Candace, probably. I just feel like there's someone who has a chemical, true dependency. chemical dependency. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say... It, tell you what, listeners... No, 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 Farmer's yeah. Wife. Ooh, you think she's like under the she, table? She's no, drinking? she drinks. <sighs> she drinks? She is... No, I think the husband does to cope with that nagging. No, she does it to hey, cope with her life. This is a good general question. Who the do world you... is against her. The universe is against me. And no one her, who defends me. Her and Candace yeah. need it, N.A. Who do you guys think is right and wrong in that relationship? Because the husband is objectively making bad decisions. He is objectively making bad decisions, but like maybe it's like but maybe that's it's his him, religion. No, maybe that's you know? him breaking free of her tyrannic reign over her I'm gonna life. get that you Best know, Buy rewards card I'm gonna get that Best Buy rewards card it's him going you know what I'm gonna this is what I wanna do I wanna be happy yeah but every time she tries to just watch the, it so maybe like this time... is him this is his um ooh what's that movie with Beyonce where she she throws the uh, chandelier woman the, yeah where she like uh, cuts it's called down like obsession chandelier. or something I'll double check yeah this is her obsession except it's not the same plot at all <laughs> I think that they're both wrong I think they're both in the wrong, and it's obsessed, not obsession. It's close enough. Again, not oh, related. Man. At Why all. did they have to but cancel that show? Huh? I never watched movie? it, but no, close enough. It's a oh. cartoon on HBO Max. Well, not let's, anymore. It's let's not. get into today's episode, shall we? Today's episode is entitled "Molly's a Big Dumb Doo Doo Head," and um, we do have several sources confirming this information. I decline to comment. It's all over the news. 
CNN reporting. Disney fast play. Um, so today's first episode is Grease Lightning. Yeah, but it's not the way you think it would be. No, it is not. Um, so plot summary of this episode is basically um, it's all Greek. Um, we've got the ancient chariot races. Um, Phineas and Ferb and the fam are at a museum with Lawrence, and they are looking at all yeah. these ancient Grecian artifacts because the Greek exhibit is in town. And um, and some replicas, as Lawrence points out. And yeah. so the boys decide they're going to start their very own chariot races. And they're going to go all over town, including past Paul Bunyan's, where the food is good but not too good, eh? And, uh, you know, race their chariots. And they have a good, t- grand old time. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Um, the enemy of the platypus is man. The Dr. Enemy Doofenshmirtz. Of, yes. Dr. Doofenshmirtz watches an educational film where he's informed that the enemy of the platypus is man. Uh, so he constructs a robotic man named Norm, who will be our best friend from this point. Can I read you? My favorite quote from this episode, right off the bat, gonna spoil it. Here's my favorite quote. This is this is disrupting the system. This like Disney it. DVD is enhanced with Disney Fast Play. Your movie and a selection of bonus features will begin automatically. To bypass Fast Play, select the main menu button at any time. It's Fast so, Play it will begin no in a moment. Sense it makes no sense. Why would Fast Play not be the option to skip the previews? It was made to confuse us. It was made to confuse us. Everyone pick an accent. They wanted us <laughs> to click that button. Does they knew we didn't listen to directions. Does this count as an accent? It's a dialect. It's a. It's more. It's a of, voice. It's um. It's it, like an intonation. It's I don't. It's a anyway, cadence. If any. so Very well. This is our beginning of getting Norm in the series, and what a great first appearance it is. I love Norm. Um, so let's. I get said into that five it. times when we were watching this. I just yeah. kept saying, so I good. love Norm because I just know. That he's going to keep being this great. Yeah. There's never a drop in Norm quality. No, it only goes When he does the rap about wanting to be a real boy. When he has the girlfriend. Want to be a real boy. And they da- when they interface. When he dances so with good. the girl robot and they sing that song about interface. When, when they're in the past. It's all so good. Literally one of the great men in history. Um, he saved cinema. You can borrow my rake. You can borrow my rake. So real quick. Um, Let's invite our wives next time. Side characters that we have. I love we that have... he's like a 50s guy. Sorry. Go yes. on, Molly. Um, Norm. We've got Norm. He also. We've, oh, sorry. We've got Lawrence, Isabella, Buford, Valjeet, and uh, Django appearance. Yeah, good old Django. Just Django sort of unchained. He's unchained, and he is calling off the beginning and end of the chariot race. The hateful eight. Yep. Um, I did have an uh, a very exciting notice this time going through in the Greek exhibit. There is your a rent vase. Was, due. was that your exciting notice? What? <laughs> I don't know what I call it. I don't know observation. Um, in the Greek exhibit, there's a vase, and on that vase, um, there are these muses um, on the vase, and it really looks like the muses from Hercules. It does. Yeah, Molly pointed this out to us, and, and it's, it's they're little, sort of the same a silhouettes. Little, as... A little Disney Easter egg. A little Disney Easter egg. I enjoyed it. That's how you talk. I love Paul Bunyan's where the food is good, but not too good. Is it hard to pick an accent? Is it hard? Is it hard being pudgy like a trout? A little. <laughs> Why? I, I see you have Hello, a doodle, Sherry. Ryan. I'm already excited for what this could be. No, I don't want to share it. I'm Ryan has doodle the doodle. No, share it. It's been so long since we've had your little doodles. I just what liked is it because it? it made me happy. Well, what is it? It's not good. I don't share want... it, little buddy. Okay. What Maybe. is it? Give me a gold. Okay, tell well. Us, tell us what's up, bud. Tell us what um, you doodle. So bit. during the, the film, um, the uh, the enemy of the platypus is man. Um. They flash a skull and crossbones, but it's a platypus skull, so I drew that. Aww. Aww, look at it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, 
when they are showing the enemy of the platypus is man uh, video film, um, I noticed that in the chart of animals, you know, all being connected to the platypus, one of those animals is in fact a blender. Um, someone, Possibly a th- reference to Marty, Marty the, the Rabbit, Rabbit Boy in his musical blender. blender. Yes. I think it's just a blender, guys. I, think it's, I a reference. think it's a reference to Marty and the Rabbit Boy in his musical blender. Also heard in Doofenshmirtz Abandoned. <laughs> in Doofenshmirtz Abandoned Theater, we do hear the Gitchy Gitchy Goo elevator music yeah. playing. Yeah. Um, By the way, um, real quick, is this anything Marty the Rabbit Boy in his musical blender? It is that isn't, anything? but it should Put it be. away. No. Put it away, it. Junior. You're still going to be king. Put it away, Junior. You're still going to be king. I, can we do a bonus episode about Shrek 2 if we ever watch all the Phineas and Ferbs? God, please. If we ever do, sure. The universe is against me. The no one here is defends against me. me. So this is a great episode. Um, I it's This is the start for me of the writers of the show understand that they have kind of a definite cast of recurring characters yeah. and they can pair them up in, in the same in ways pairings, they sort of yeah. will in the future. Like... Baljeet and Buford as a duo. Don't they don't really have much interplay before this? And mm-hmm. then you've got Isabella and the Fireside Girls are sort of a unit. And then of course Phineas and Ferb. Uh, it is Candace isn't always part of that though in the future. The universe is against. It, usually in future episodes, Isabella is sort of the 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 one gal tagging yeah. along, and then Candace runs concurrent to them trying to flag down Mom. Here she is against her will, dragged into the fun. Yeah, you'll see in, in both uh, like fifteen minute episodes in this, she is like pulled into the thing as opposed to trying to stop it. Um, But I feel like we do see that more in the beginning where she's participating more as opposed to like... That, yeah, you this know, is I've, compare I would argue this. It, it, gets, it gets sprinkled throughout. Yeah, it you happens, know? but compare this to the bubbles but, where Candace has to get this car into the sky. Yeah, well, she either runs the storyline where she's, you know, trying to bust him or she's being forced into the bonnet. So it's one of the I two. feel like, like when they do the Wizard of Odd... You know, she's right. quite literally forced to go along with all of them. Yeah, or when she gets sucked into the video game, or when um, she varies the her view house. of the area from her aerial area rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like what we see that's different later on, aside from the Treehouse episode of this uh, season, I feel like later on is when we get more Candace willingly going along with some of the yeah. um, the things. It is so interesting that the, the formula, it, they find new versions of the formula, but then... We're only uh, 20 or so episodes in, and yet they're they're already so heavy on changing the formula and making fun of it, which the next episode opens with Candace bemoaning the formula. But, like, it is interesting that even in this one episode, we have, like, sort of a wrinkle to it, which is that mom is not present in Grease Lightning at all. There is no mom. The dad is there. He is not paying attention, but we also, like in the Monster Truck episode, we know Dad doesn't care Lawrence about yeah. Phineas and Ferb stuff. Same thing with the, with the Mummy episode. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence doesn't mind the so adventure. is so chill, and so we love is, Lawrence. So is Linda. Linda's chill, but, but Linda, Linda's so much more like involved than Lawrence, yeah. you know? Like, just in other activities. But Linda's I'm, got her own life. I'm just saying, like, it is interesting that this is not our... It might not be the first episode that has no mom. But it's, it's not, but it's... But it's notable that, like... Yeah. That's not busting is not ever really an element of this. No, it, it's survival, truly. It is Candace trying to avoid death and being called ugly. Yeah, so, <laughs> which is which was such a burn, uh, such a burn. But like, Phineas doesn't even say it cruelly. No, and he never is trying to. But it is. It, it, I wrote it down because it is just so cruel. A creature so ugly, she would turn people to stone. Turn people to with stone. just one look. Wow, it really reminds me of Candace. Like, but then we do see that she, yeah, she destroyed. Does, you know, um, I think that what you were saying about the establishing the relationships is really true, but like what's interesting still is that like 
this is the very beginning of that because it's not the Buford and Belgique that we're going to come to see, even with the bullying dynamic. Like, yeah. Because Belgique rises to his level in this. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to lose because he, yeah. he can't accept failure. It's the very beginning of that. And then like what we'll get to see, which is great, is the evolution where they really do have more of that like friendship vibe, frenemies. We're not there yet, and we're not even at their totally normal dynamic yet, but like no. we're slowly seeing those, um, the friends. Because this is one of the great television programs of all time, and Buford is still very much a bully at this yes. point. Yeah. Which is seen by him literally using Baljeet as a weapon. He uses Baljeet, but also at the beginning, he's actively threatening all the other children with that he's going to beat them. And then, you know, he mentions that he's going to beat Baljeet, and Baljeet goes, uh, We're on the same team. And then Buford's response is, Then you're going down with me. Like, yeah. Buford is almost irrationally still a bully and and very soon he will just be one of their friends who has the trappings of a bully. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a really fun episode. I think we say all the time, one of the things that stands out to us, this is one of those episodes that has like a thing that I feel like we say a lot that other people don't catch when we say it is the platypuses, platypi, platypeople. I yeah. probably say platypi, platypeople all the time in reference yeah. to things. And, and of course, nobody knows what I'm the saying. narrator of that educational film is Corey Burton, who's my personal hero, because he's the guy who always does narrator voices, like, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the fireworks will begin at 9 p.m., like that kind of thing. At this Disneyland. is Disney Fast Play. No, that was oh. actually Tom Kane, I believe. But a really good movie. I love that. I have a disease, okay? Um, the guy who's you just there checking out the platypus movie. Accents. Um, we stand there. I think it's interesting just because we think about Norm being like a hilarious concept, but what's the most doofenshmirtz thing about it is to be like, well, the enemy of the platypus is man, and I have been doing all these ridiculous things trying to kill you. Doesn't when seem to clock that he's, he's more of a he man. He is than a man. Robot. Yeah. That he builds a fake man, and it's like that is the most doofenshmirtz way to approach this. I've ever. never met anyone more man. The norm. I want to be a real boy. God, so, I love Norm. And I love Lawrence. I love Lawrence. In these two I episodes, Lawrence is so chill. Lawrence is so chill. I love him. The I, You know, the biggest strike against Candace Against the Universe is that Lawrence has, I think, one line of yeah, dialogue. Th that is in the, a, it's in the credits. Maybe when they when the show comes back, we're going to get like, just a ton of Lawrence content. I just I really dig Lawrence. I think he's such a good dad. I think he's, he's a great so father. Happy. I love the little things that just bring him joy. So pleasant. And a good man. Made and by numbers. He wants to watch a bunch of Gladiator movies, which I don't know if that's coded for something, but I, I appreciate him. He loves the Gladiator movies. And in that scene where he's watching the Gladiator movies, you might recall in our last episode, I brought up the camel lamp. Um, in this episode, they have an elephant lamp. And I was like, so was it a set? Gosh, was is the camel set? lamp used to get to the Alka layer in the sort of the Hawaii episode, I think? I, it's used in something. It, it like, I think that's what's, that's what opens the Murphy the bed couch. Mm. The couch like flips open into a, um, a pullout bed and then yeah. Perry jumps in and it flips him down to the layer. I want to say that's the Hawaii episode, I, but I could be wrong. I, I love the camel lamp, and that's when I recognize the elephant lamp is what threw me for a loop. But it's so rare we see that little room or that angle that Lawrence yeah. is watching those movies in. Like, that's just where we always see Lawrence watching TV because that's the one where it's our couch cushions well, are so unevenly warm. But you know what, frankly, Molly? Yeah. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude, mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to be. Go ahead. This couch. He's always switching sides of the room. But that's what I'm thinking. I don't. I think it's a different room. 
No, because, it's it's the same green but couch. It's a Say it is true. It's a different lamp. No, here's here's what happens. It can half of the time true. the couch is facing the sliding glass door. In the previous episode we watched, mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb get busted. The couch is facing where the sliding glass door usually is, right? Now, in yeah. that episode, the house gets torn in half by a giant thing, and it's also yeah. a dream. But nevertheless, most of the time, the couch faces the glass yeah. door. Is that so? But in this episode, and in uh, the the Drag Race episode, which is the that's why our couch cushions yeah. are so unevenly worn. We're always on the edge of our seats. In those episodes, the couch faces the TV with the back of the couch facing the sliding glass door. No, because that it's not the sliding glass door that's behind him. It's a window. It's a different room, I think. No, the sliding glass door is next to a window. Right, and so I think that the couch... That Why couch, would they have two living rooms? No, well, one's a living room, one's a family room. We have that. Well, it, that next to each other. So wait, so we're talking about the sliding glass door where, like, in the, the opening sequence when Candace is on the phone. No, that's... Yes, that's she's sliding on an glass door. Chair. She's in an armchair that... Is facing towards the wall next to. So that would have to be facing the couch, or I was assuming the couch would be next to the couch. So hear me out, guys. I think the sliding glass door is in the kitchen, isn't it? No, No. Molly. Where like the dining room table is? No, 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 no. Or there be an armchair? No. Because the think sliding... of where those those agents came in the last episode. That was first that of all, that's a dream. Door? Second of all, the layout of the house clearly changes based on what the episode needs, like in The Simpsons. I just but... think it's a different. No, room. I'm telling you, the sliding glass door. Uh, there's there's plenty of episodes where the couch is near the sliding glass door. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I feel like it goes. It's the same room. It's just every time Lawrence is watching couch, TV, then maybe like chair off to the corner and then sliding glass door. It's possible. Hear me out. I I feel like it's a different TV. Think of what the TV that Candace was watching Morty Williams on, and then the TV that Lawrence well, was that watching was a dream. this on. I don't know if any of that is real, but. Because like this TV is also the TV where they're watching the the sideshow where like they do the circus. Pinhead Pierre. Yeah, Pinhead Pierre. I I feel like it's a different room. It's we're possible. gonna we're gonna we're gonna we'll, we'll map it out we one won't. time like the Boy Meets so, World house. At any rate, um, but that, yeah, this was a great tangent. Lamp, I think that I'm curious if it's a set or like that must have been so exciting for them antiquing wise. Like if they got to find the lamp separate. Um, I just was really intrigued by it. And then in the second half of this episode, we will see the camel lamp return. But I, I just There's a the giant lamp. wacky chariot race and a little boy is used <laughs> as an axe. And you ha- there's a you robot. Put the lamp. There is yeah. a robot man who says 50s pleasantries while trying to kill our hero. Yes. And you want to talk about the shapes no, of the I'm, lamps? No, t- I'm talking about my chariot. I'm talking about my chariot. You want to you wanna talk, talk about the song, Rai? It's not a bop. I'll say it. No. Talking about my chariot. No, actually, I do, I do like I this like song. It. Sure, um, but it's not. It's not. This it's won't crack no, the bracket. No, 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 no. It won't crack the bracket. Um, I I have it listed Some as my chariot with Paul Bunyan's interlude. Paul Bunyan. That the jingle might would crack, crack the, the list. That would, that would top but my I, chariot. I just don't think the jingles count. Um, they don't. They should have their own bracket. Best jingle. Ooh, corn dog, corn dog, yummy. It's fun. Is brick, brick, brick. It's fun has gone down in my estimation in recent years just because I found out. I love the quirky working song. Sooty up, sooty up, sooty dee dee dee. I don't know if I can tired. We're tired. Towards Evil Incorporated. That's a jingle. We're being evil is not debated. Doofenshmirtz holding up bucket. Anyway, all of this aside, back to the episode. I love Norm. The stuff in the museum is great. It's great to see the Danville Museum again after its appearance oh, in yeah. It's About Time. The statues are all sort of interesting designs uh, by seemingly different artists. You know, they, they have very different looks to each of the statues they pass. 
Um, Candace is uh, really gets it rough in this episode with the ugly stuff. She gets it. It's really an attack Candace episode. And then she gets trees flung at her. It is Norm the Minotaur. It is interesting that they use Baljeet as an axe and this whole Paul Bunyan type thing. I thought we were going to get yeah. more of a connection That's to very, that. And we yeah, didn't. It's, it's, I like um, seeing, interesting juxtaposition. I like yeah. seeing Baljeet. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. I did like seeing Belgique sort of stand up a little bit because because he wouldn't want to fail. I do yeah. like that from him. I have written when uh, Buford uses him like a knife to cut um, them loose um, in quotes uh, from Toy Story 2, but I don't want to use my head. Uh, um, I, I, I would have liked the, like just yeah. Rex's voice to appear there. But that would have. You think they're going to hire Wallace Shawn to say. So we can have the muses, the but we can't have Rex. It's, a, it's like an illusion, not. Rex's voice coming out of nowhere. You want Wallace Shawn to get yeah, in the booth and re-record one line from Toy Story 2? No, I too? want them to just like click and paste, you know? With the music still behind yeah. everything. Like awkwardly <laughs> um, clipped out of the movie. Like they hold up a tape recorder to a TV. I yeah. feel as though that would take me but out I don't of want the reality. Of oh, the reality of using verb. a child's head. Fanny, yes. Yes. Um, I love that when chant, chant is reused in that this episode. The, yeah. That's a jingle That's a that would top the charts. Fanny, yes. I did write that the um, talking about my chariot, similar tune to the roller coaster song. Yeah, uh, it was later. quite apparent to me that roller coaster, roller coaster. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Were we running out of tunes? Question mark. I don't know, but I like it. In this episode, we've got the first appearance of the rabbit farmer's wife. The you know the farmer and his wife that are yeah. always fighting, but she is just a lady walking with a baby carriage. Um, which is a visual gag that the walking sign yeah. is a lady with We've a We've seen that farmer carriage. before. He's a reused design from the uh, cattle rustling episode, I think. And she's a reused design of this woman with a baby. Really fun little storyboard visual gag is that the walking sign, yeah. the don't walk, and then the walk instead of a walking man, it is a lady with a baby yeah. stroller, yeah. which is that's very which is that's some great Perfection. cartoon stuff. But this is what I was kind of talking about in our last episode where we see that clearly when these episodes are made like things are coming up together because literally the second half of this episode, we're going to see the farmer and his wife for yeah. the first time. But, so they feel like these little gags are always but, together. No, but it's, it's not. never see the baby. No, that baby's that gone. That baby definitely got crushed with the lady at some uh, point. No, but listen, it's it's clearly they're what they're doing is they're reusing model sheets that they have designs of like you design on a lot of animated shows, they'll design like a group of background characters and then you know, they're just sitting around going, okay, well, we want to do this joke where a lady says, you bought a rabbit farm, you didn't buy any rabbits. They grab one of the model sheets for a woman. They grab one of the model sheets for a man, right? I'm just saying, that one must have been handy. That must have been very handy, but it's, you see the exact same thing, an example of how it doesn't matter. <laughs> also in the second half of this episode, leave the busting to us, the executive that is supposed to be running the TV station is a reused, one of the executives from the Toy, Toy to the of World the episode. Yep. Where they build the Perry the Platypus in action figure because it doesn't do anything. Yes, that applies visually, but so I, like they'll I, just grab those people for anything. But I've, but I'm gonna tie it all together. We're I just think I just think everything reminds you of Karen Johnson. Everything does remind me of Karen Johnson. Yeah. Um, a lot of great Norm lines in this. I you can't even quote them because everything Norm says is always great. But you can wait, borrow come, my break. You can borrow my break is one of the best. And then, um, let's invite our wives next time. Yeah, that, that is really. It's I like the leisurely a... drive along downtown. They also, he does quote the running bit of Secretly but I'm Very Lonely. Which yeah. Secretly yeah. I'm Very Lonely, yes. I, it, and, but it's great when he says it. And I love the idea that like Doof has programmed him to say that. Yeah. The yeah. thing about this one is that it starts with a three-mile drop straight down. When we get to the Roller Coaster musical episode, you'll feel really bad that you wasted I'll that. have duct tape over my mouth. 
in solidarity. I have written, why is there like a fish market on this public street? It feels so out of place in this like You've city. clearly never been to San Francisco, Molly. You've but there was no, no other shops never taken a leisurely street. drive along downtown. You've never taken a leisurely I drive haven't. around downtown. I haven't. Really? Because it starts with the, the three miles from street. <laughs> yeah, town. I don't know if you've heard. Now keep your head and hands and feet outside the ride. My only other note for this episode was, what is this platypus head at the end that Perry just has with him that he sticks on Duke's I'd head? like to think it's like a Daffy Duck hat at Disney World, a goofy hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it yeah. gives big goofy hat. It's yeah, giving it goofy hat. Well, it really it's gives the Donald Duck hat, hat because of the bill. Yeah. It's because of the bill. Oh, the bill. The bill. The beer. The bill of it all. Yeah. What else you guys got on this one? Um, I just wanted to say that I consider you a failure. It's a 12-minute oh, episode. It's a very good. I feel like we covered everything with the lamp. It's a very good episode. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's good. It's you know, it's a it's a good one to have in the books. It's I, I really like Norm stands out in the episode. I don't really care for the yeah. We get the, plot. we get the introduction of the Norm. And yeah, that, the Norm that is the Norm. the norm. Do you? I like the little guy at the movie theater yeah. who shows up even though Doofenshmirtz is doing yeah, a private screening. Old. Somehow he bought it. See, here's Great. the thing: is that I I laughed. A good. I had a three or four good hearty chuckles during this, which Happy is so total. much, so much more than you get out of almost any other just like eleven minute cartoon. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Like eleven minute TV cartoons, it's like this or a SpongeBob. You're getting yeah, a good we can't, we set can't of get laughs. Enveloped in how great the show is, because then we just start to. No, yeah, you can't so like. Good. And you're doing exactly what I said not to do. I'm just saying, notably on the air. So the next segment is called "Leave the Busting to Us." No, no, no. I need you to say that more timidly. As if you were hurt more. Next, Give me next, another take. So the, the, um, the next too segment. Much. The next segment is called Leave the Busting to Us. No, t- you're doing Leave way too much with that line. side characters I have you Isabella, Buford, and you. Baljeet. Okay, thank you. You're going to do that line one more I time. I also have the alien from the crib. Um, I love that alien those, That alien design. Yeah, the other yeah, little monster truck one. alien. Yeah. Um, I lo- so like Danny, you were saying we already have in this episode. Um, Candace bemoans the formula, refers to her yes. life as a bad sitcom, and the episode opens and closes with her rolling her eyes and reciting the formula of a Phineas and Ferb episode, including the cliche of pie, which you've been waiting for. Well, that's the thing is that she mocks Molly- mom, saying like, "Why don't you come in for some snacks?" And then mom switches it up at the end and says, "Pie," changing the formula as we speak, because from here on out. We're going to hear pie so much more. So, yes, yeah. we got our first mention of pie, and I'm counting it as two because then Candace says, like, that she will come in for some Ooh, pie. pie. So, we've got two erupted pies. with joy. I did. Like, oh. threw her hands in the yeah. air. Dude, we should give a plot summary. We didn't do that of this. Oh, moment. okay. Candace. Yeah, because someone finds jumped straight to pie. He jumped straight to pie. Candace finds out that there's a local television program that will bust her brothers for them. So, she hires this eccentric. Local TV personality Lulu Jones, whose middle name is Busting, she hires her to um, not even hires her; she volunteers to be on the show uh, to bust her brothers for her. But unfortunately, uh, Lulu is just a, as bad at busting uh, brothers as Candace is, and uh, they fail miserably. Meanwhile, Doctor Doofenshmirtz does some science. Correct. This is I'm going to come in right off the bat with a fact you guys are not going to care about. But you back to it, my sure. idea of that clearly. Jokes are in the air because the last episode, what's it about? It's about the chariots. And what is Lawrence watching? The gladiators. And then in this episode, oh, okay. it opens with Ferb saying, actually, gladiators are Roman and not Greek. Yeah, which is a correction of the previous a joke about the previous episode's title right. being 
Greece light. And Greece the whole thing is that, that that whole thing was a Greek exhibit and the, all of that. So clearly things are connected. Yeah. And then just like I had mentioned in our previous episode about the um the farmer's wife? No, the uh the, the don't imitate Oh, creative. imitatable acts of violence is one of the well, it, that was the previous segment. Right. When uh they're listing the enemies of the platypus, one of the causes of death for a yes. platypus is imitatable that TV is stunts. It. Duplicating imitatable stunts seen on TV. Which is another reference to the no imitatable actions. Which we heard a lot. So I feel yeah. like these jokes are just like in their head. Just like like we had the giant inexplicable floating baby head in a couple yeah. episodes in a row there, and now like we haven't seen it in a bit. So like that that's that's my point. So this episode to, to me is notable for I two. Got, did something happen to him? <laughs> the baby head? No, baby head. It got fine. crushed. <laughs> with the lady with the baby carriage. Okay, well, listen. Go on. All I'm going to say, this episode, I think there's sort of three notable things about this. Number one, uh, Doofenshmirtz's plot involving a rabbit is the genesis of the, what did you think, bunny rabbits were just going to fall out of the sky. Yes. This is the genesis of the farmer and his this wife. This is the guy. inciting yeah. incident. This is the inciting incident. Yeah. Which yeah. we were very surprised was this late in the it's show. It's the catalyst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to be fair, it's a great introduction. It's fantastic. Bunny rabbits. But also- uh, the other two notable things about this episode, of course, Lulu Jones herself, who I am enthralled by, and I the love. caricature of what I I just think she could be replaced she, with Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Ryan said Catherine Hahn. I said Megan Mullally. She's got a great energy to her. She's a uh, played by performer. Played by Vicky Lewis, who, arresting even Vicky Lewis, who was the star of uh, one of the stars of News Radio. Huey Lewis and the News. Yes, and the News Radio. Yeah, so she was one of the stars of News Radio. But she, uh, the reason her voice kept standing out to us was that she plays uh, Flo. Well, she plays Deb in Finding Nemo, and Deb is the bluefish who sees her reflection in the glass and thinks it's her sister. And I just, reading that for the first time, I clocked that their names are a pun, like Ebb and yeah, Flo. Like their names Flo. are Deb and Flo. I didn't catch that as a, a That's youth. A good, I didn't catch that yeah. either. Um, we she's also idiots. She also appears in an extremely goofy movie as that girl in the beret who does the slam poetry and snaps her fingers. Yeah. So I'm really a big fan of that. So she's great in this episode. I think that's the second notable thing. And the third notable thing is that Candace has codified the formula down to words. She's made jokes before about the fact that the same thing happens every day. We've had variations on the formula. But I do think the fact that she has it down to the exactness of Ferb says his one line per episode, mom offers snacks, yada, yada. Like... Mm -hmm. I think that is so notable. It's like uh, it's like on Dexter's lab, Dexter citing what will happen because it happens every week. Yeah, it's it's a classic like cartoon bit that he, I think is done just really, really well in this show. Particularly. Yeah. yeah. People um, are bound by the rules of the universe. It's like waiting for Godot. <laughs> Things I have in this episode that were of note was that Leave the Busting to Us has the theme song for that show. Bust them, bust them, bust them. It has no business being that catchy. Yeah. It's like, it really jams. I just love this idea that there's enough people out there looking to bust their brothers. Um, I know this is like a very older sibling-y thing is like tattling, but. Yeah. It, yeah. Expand on that. <laughs> When you're Will bothered, you? wait, I'm sorry. Can I just real quick? Mm -hmm. Can I do a little slam poetry a la the beret girl from the Goofy movie? Ryan, could you give me a jazz beat? Just make sure it's quiet. You are not Ryan. Yeah. Okay, well, both of you guys, both no, of you come ahead, on. Ryan. When you're bothered by your brothers and you can't convince your mother and you don't think you can take another day, 
don't swear or cuss. They got your back against the wall and you think you tried it all. There's a number you should call. Don't throw them underneath the bus. Just leave the busting to us. Bust him, bust him, bust him. Yeah, but in, in actuality, it's what who did I say? It sounds like a, I said it sounds like some Jimmy Eat World song. Yeah. Like a, it's it very really, grunge. It's, it's very like this '90s grunge theme, and it's really yeah, nice. It's giving Leave Seattle Underground. To, yeah, it's giving Nirvana. It, it it's, is. Yeah, it's you, actually yeah. The, the demo was Kurt Cobain. Oh, Would this so go under jingle or song? Um, there's a longer version Song. of it. Oh, is there? And yeah. it was cut down, apparently. That's just oh. according to the Phineas and Ferb. I would wiki. say it's not Jingle, because Jingle, I feel, needs to be... Bust em, if it was just Shorter, bust em, bust em, bust em, that would be or practically wordless. Okay, okay. I yeah, like Paul that, Bunyan's is a Jingle. Yeah, I like that Um, the names were Lulu and then Fifi. It's this, like, they, they've got this little in tandem thing with the, Lulu, with the repeating Fifi. sound. Um, very French, Lulu. very French. I love um, the fake window bit that um, Doofenshmirtz does, and then that Perry uses a fake Perry mm. um, to yeah. like. Uh, it's a great bit. I love Magician Doofenshmirtz. We get another flashback to Baby Doof, which is always yes. a good time. It's a great one. Um, I did notice there was a little mouse hole in the apartment, mm. um, further proving that Doof just always has mice. I have a well, question. Yeah, like the time the mouse gets Perry out of the. I, I have, I have yeah. a question, and this might sound dumb, but yeah, what'll be? Is it Dan Povenmire's voice as Doofenshmirtz? pitched up or is he i think it's pitched up when he's little doof i think so it smart. sounds so because, high because doofin's first voice is already it goes i feel like it goes higher than that one oh, sound it's so like but when it, he's i can't imagine getting my voice that high while maintaining the gravel in it like it's so high yeah, i guess it. my dreams faded into sepia tone <laughs> um yeah. i Love these the water slide that Phineas and Ferb build in this. That's the contraption that they're building. Yeah. Um, I did yeah. question if this is the same water slide that the cows um all fall on in the cattle episode. It of course can't be. I mean, like this a similar design, like yeah. you were saying, how like we reuse sure. animation. It's entirely possible. Um, so I would like to look for that sometime personally. Um, but I did say that in this design of the water slide. I get that it's supposed to be dangerous and exciting. There is just no need to have that giant spike giant ball with weapons on it that, that they land on. Like though. there is no reason for that to be there. You gasped. You, there. You, you, I did. I was. I was like. You made an I'm like that is a wrap, and that is gonna pop. Meal. You can tell um, that you're too protective of children because you just immediately yeah. like. Ah. I was. I was. I was shocked. <gasps> my word. My stuff. Um, and then I just really love sort of um, Bobo the rabbit. Our home man. Uh, Did you know I've been looking for you since the seventh grade? Since the seventh grade. I love that. Um, and I love the like machine gun rabbit hat that Perry uses. Because Perry's just Perry's. What did, I can't believe weapon. you sold our lucrative bunny farm to buy a van rental business. And you didn't buy a single van. What did you think? Looks like somebody owes me an apology. Corey Burton Her also does the splat. Um, Are we to imply? That that van lands on them at the end. Yeah. It lands on her. She says not one word about it. Not one word. And then you hear. I think. And then you hear a lot everything of blood lands on her. gurgling. And then you hear. Yeah, you I hear love that we're getting noises. two of them in the first appearance. Like that shows us that this is. It was already a recurring bit within, within one episode. episode. Hey, baby, that's set up on payoff. It's fantastic. I love that Good the episode. way Doofenshmirtz gets out of a tornado is turning into the skid. That's, yeah. that was funny. That's funny. I love when he's like, when he steals the van, he's like, oh, it was so nice of them to leave the keys. <laughs> Oh, gosh, I, I love Doof. I was saying that I love Fifi, Lulu's assistant, who really only says two or three things in the whole episode, but just has a very innocent, like, niceness about her. Yeah. And also, she has that um, Ariel the Mermaid thing in cartoons yeah, where their hair, hair swoops over She's their head. Good hair. 
Yeah. I, it's a good episode. It's like fine. You know, it's not, I feel like the idea of like the Bustin, Bustin, Bustin is so memorable. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of the episode really just. I think these are two really solid B pluses. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like both episodes in this. They wouldn't yeah. crack Don't the top, but they establish a, a lot. They both, in, both of these episodes, it speaks volumes. Both of these episodes establish things that we will not Very get rid of for the rest presence. of the show. Norm yeah. and. Um, Mr. President. And, yeah. Norm, who is the president of the United so States. So help me God, yeah. And um, I will, with God as my witness, I will never go hungry again. And um, the, the, farmer the farmer and his wife. wife yes. Yeah. Who, Which oh, those are the side looks characters. Looks like somebody owes well, me obviously. an apology. Um, sort of a droopy dog. Yeah, yeah. There. do you have anything that you uh, wrote down for this one, Ryan? No, my only note was just of like the song. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't have too much to say other than what's already been said. To be quite honest, do it's we good. have any quotes from this one? Yeah, we have quotes from both of these episodes here. Um, from Grease Lightning, we have, of course, Paul Bunyan's "Where the food is good, but not, not too, too good, good, eh?" It's interesting that that gets like a Canadian affectation, even though Paul Bunyan, famously an American Didn't, tall tale, yes, you know, like the so tall. You reached Canada. One of the tallest legends out there's got to be Paul Bunyan. Sides maybe Jack and the Beanstalk. He's got to be. He's got to be top ten. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. That but was... who can beat old Jackie boy? Who can beat old Jackie boy? That beanstalk of his. That was Mile High Club. You're allowed to say that. Anyway, uh, Paul Bunyan's with the food is good, but not too good, eh? It's interesting that it's Canadian because, of course, Paul yeah. Bunyan he made the Great Lakes with his feet. Mm -hmm. He's he was establishing the border. That tall. Yeah. Think about how quickly he can go to the Canadian border. So let's think about this quickly. Like two um, steps, guys. The other quotes we have are: the enemy of the platypus is man. I do not have wheels, and it's Norm the Minotaur, which I say a lot. You do say that. I a don't lot. know why, because it, it's so highly it, contextualized. It's it, <laughs> it can never work in real life. It just plays in my head the yeah. way Vincent Martella, the way plot of people. Does. Which, by the way, let's just say. Well, then, you say plot of people when someone doesn't know like the plural. Plot of pie. Yeah, plot of people. Sometimes I'm also just saying it to to be a plural of something that it, it's not. That's true. All right, and then from Leave the Busting to Us, we of course have Bustum, 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 and Bobo the Rabbit. Did you know I've been looking for you since the seventh grade? One day I'll do a do from Schmertz. All right, well that's those are both of those, and I feel this is a really good set of episodes. Yeah, I feel like a, you, you're, we're a really good set of siblings. We're a you know fantastic I mean? set of siblings. Yeah, you pick any two of us, we're a great. Yeah, combo. great two out of three. You put three of us in a room together, it's, it's maybe well, too much. Rip each to shreds, you say. To shreds, you say. Yeah. Great, great work, folks. You do know, we want to us... real quick? Do I? I watched uh, some of Hamster and Gretel recently. Oh, you did. I haven't seen it. I don't. Well, we're not going to spend long on this because, of course, this is not a Milo Murphy's Law podcast. This is not a Hamster and Gretel podcast. This is a Phineas and Ferb podcast. Mm -hmm. But I did just want to quickly say I, I'm very much enjoying Hamster and Gretel. It's a very fun, cute show. Um, it's it is. If this is possible, it is drier than Phineas and Ferb, which I found fascinating. Mm. The way that Phineas and dry. Ferb is sometimes dry for adults, like very sly. Mm. Hamster and Gretel, there are times where there's nothing wacky or silly. And it is, I mean, outside of the fact that she's a little girl with superpowers and her hamster can talk. Like, oh yeah, it's just like exceedingly outside just like, just sort of wry commentary to the camera. I, I think it's very neat. But I mean, it's... It is something that would so obviously hold a child's attention that it, mm. it, like, it kind of allows itself to. There's one episode where the bit is that they ruin dinner. It's very early on. They like ruin their mom's dinner, so they have to make the dinner again. They go to like every restaurant in town to get one, and there's just a sequence of uh, Gretel going to different restaurants and going like, ah, "This isn't quite right. Mom makes it different." 
And it's just the just sort of the simple gag of it is just that like she's like, um, I've only got five dollars on me. I have to go. And then she flies like through the ceiling of the restaurant. And like there's no real I don't know. I just I appreciate it. It's a very dry little show. I haven't seen it. I've been wanting to check it out. I just have not had the hamster is Beck Bennett. He's he's sort of a really he's a Ferb type character in that he says maybe one sentence per episode, but it's always just like that's not necessary. It's very I, I really like the show. It's good. Um, I do it. Uh, I think Dan Pavenmeyer maybe has some sibling issues. I don't want to project, but it's also about like an overlooked teen sibling with a very special youth. Like, cause the, the bit of the show is that hamster, uh, hamster and Gretel get superpowers and the brother who is driving them in the minivan, he doesn't get superpowers. So he's just a dude is Kevin. He just drives a minivan. Maybe he wants everyone to feel seen. But I I think that that, it it might be Dan has those issues, but I think that's a very common, there's always a sibling like that. Yeah. You know, Um, whether that be the oldest or the middle, it's never the youngest. Like you guys are. No, baby's always special. Mm, Always special Um, over here. Little bald baby boy. Oh, I'm just so special. You are. Um, so let us know so what you special. think about these episodes. Let us know if you've watched I'm just so um, good at everything. I'm so special. Yeah, hey, and real quick, if you have an answer oh, to I'm our just adult like Phineas and Ferb qu- and blue ones too. If you have any answers to our kooky- lots of ribbons at awards, uh, when was the last time you won? <laughs> They're a participation ribbon? ribbons. Yeah, come on, chubber. Hey, if you have an answer to our adult Phineas I read and Ferb question, at an R level. Let us know what it is. And I'm fully in college. Anything you know. noticed about this episode? Yeah. Send them into yeah. uh, CandacePartyPodcast at gmail.com. We're happy to read your email on the show. If you don't want us to say your name, tell us yeah, not to say your name. Do you we'll think we should have full security? Yeah. Do you Social think security. we should have a separate jingle bracket? Let us know. Clearly, we've got plenty of time to make this bracket, but we're in the 20s. So, like, we're coming around, right? I think we're in the 20s. Yeah. We're one fifth of one half of the way through the show. Great. One tenth. Bad at math. Yeah. We don't do math here. That's why there's a bracket. That's why they do the bracket, and I do the legwork. They do the bracket, I do the hacket. They do the bracket. I have made a packet of stevia, artificial sweetener. And that's the way the cookie comes. That's why you should leave the busting to us. All right, guys, are you ready to do the sign-off? I'm ready. Let's do it. Ready? Everyone gear up. Come on. Come on. Remember your breathing. Remember your Lamaze class. Okay. We can do this. Three, two, one. Candace is party out. Peace. That wasn't our best. No. We, but it wasn't. Yes. I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. That's right. It's not a party. <laughs>